You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Today is Friday, September 24th, 2021. And as promised, we have a mailbag show. Got a lot of really, really fun and uh, interesting questions to go over. And uh, we got plenty. We got we got quite a few. So we're going to go right into it. Mailbag episode, the graphic, by the way was made by uh, the fantastically wonderful Nate Temple. If you don't follow Nate Temple uh, on Twitter, you are you are missing out on some of the best graphic design in sports, quite literally in all of sports. So uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, him and I have gotten really close over the last calendar year. Um, really, really great guy. My, one of my favorite Canadian brethren. Uh, great guy, and, and he's a Packers fan, which is very unfortunate. Uh, but but really one of the best in the business and gonna be a gonna be a big time graphic designer for somebody big someday, uh, and I'll I'll be honored to say that I was I was part of his journey to to get in there. So very very talented guy. Go follow him on Twitter. All right, let's go over some of these questions. Uh, we'll start with hmm. Well, we have when will you be taking over as GM? Uh, sadly, I don't think that's in the cards, man. I, I, unfortunately, asked by, uh, asked by at WY Scott for great name, by the way. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't think I'll be taking over the duties anytime soon, but, uh, I, I would, I would, I would obviously love to. Um, okay. Let's get in. Let's find a real question here. Uh, okay. At Bruce in Mish. We have uh, him asking, do you think the Tigers will sign a shortstop or try to fill from within for the 2022 season? Now, this is um, this one's rather difficult for me, and not because I think it should be like a tough question to answer, like in the sense of, um, like I'm not really sure which one I would pick. Uh, this is tough because the, the Tigers are, are the Tigers. <laughs> that's that's why this one is, is a little tough for me. I would hope that they will go outside and sign one of the big name shortstops. That should be what they do. They should do that. Because within we we don't have we don't have one. Kreidler is is fine. Sure. He, he's a decent prospect, but I, I I mean the the belief that some of these some of these writers are trying to to push at you that he that that Kreidler's some like top prospect that's going to be the answer at shortstop long term is preposterous. You don't know that. You don't you don't know that. Even if it happens, it's stupid to not sign a shortstop. Even if Kreidler turns out to be incredible, it, it's it's objectively dumb to not go after a shortstop. It that would be. Honestly, if, if we don't get a shortstop, my belief in this rebuild plummets. I mean, absolutely plummets. I think it's a necessity. I don't think we have any long-term shortstops in the entire organization. Rookie ball to AAA to the majors. I, I, I think it's as big of a need as oxygen. 
which is very dramatic, but but I, I'm trying to be overly dramatic to get my point across. So, what do I think they'll do? Uh, I do. I think they sign a shortstop. Now, whether that is like big money, eight-year deal to Carlos Correa, or like you know, two years of of like Semyon or, or or some other kind of and Semyon's having a phenomenal year although he's playing second base um you know more maybe more of a a mid-tier like two-year deal of a shortstop versus like the big money you know grand slam big name shortstop I I, that one I I don't know and I won't no one will know but I I can tell you that if I was in the position making the decisions which uh, a lot of people I think would would have a problem with that um i would go after one of the i would sign the best shortstop i can sign for as long as possible so that is that that is that is as well as i can answer that question i think um then we have uh from at boland clayton we have uh most likely pitching rotation in 2022 and moving forward this is a fun one um i will say most likely pitching rotation in 2022 and moving forward. So obviously you have the big three. That's about as close to a guarantee as you can get, right? Uh, Mize, Manning, and Scooble. Uh, if, if you could bet your mortgage on those three being in the rotation uh, in the 2022 season, you should do it. That is That is as much of a guarantee as you're going to find. It's the other two spots, or I guess three, if, if they want to do kind of like a six-man thing, that are up for grabs. So we have Boyd under control for one more year. We have Boyd under control for next season. After next season, Boyd becomes a UFA. That's an iffy one, especially with his injury history. Um, and honestly, he he's never come particularly close to replicating the first half of 2019 when when he was unreal. Um, But I will take to the grave that we should have traded him at the deadline in 19. I still, to this day, think it's beyond stupid that we didn't. I love Matt Boyd. He's done a lot of great for the community. Matt Boyd, the human, is phenomenal. One of the best guys you you will ever meet by pretty much every account out there. Um, But Matt Boyd, the baseball player, should not be wearing an Old English D. And that... He shouldn't have two years ago to the date, nonetheless, still to this day. Um, so that's a big question mark. Matt Boyd's a big question mark going forward. Um, I would say that we can pretty much guarantee that for 2022, at least, we're going to have another free agent in there. And then for 2023 going forward, ideally, Spencer Turnbull is in there. Because it's a really unfortunate that I took over as host of this show when I did. Um, because if, if, if Spencer Turnbull was healthy, you guys would truly understand how good I think that dude can be. I am one of the biggest Spencer Turnbull believers you will ever find on the face of the earth. I think that he has one of the highest ceilings when healthy in this entire organization with the three pitching prospects, like for real, that's how high on Turnbull I am. And, and I have been since 2019. Um, so I, I would like to believe that he is in that mix as well, 
but that's a 2023 going forward, not 2022 going forward. So for 2022, I would say the three-headed monster, Matt Boyd, going to have the offseason to get healthy, and then we'll, we'll be there uh, unless he needs Tommy John or something something over the offseason, but knock on wood. Um, hopefully he can just get the offseason to recover and, and be back. And then after that, I, I think it's two free agents. Now, who those are, there's a lot of options. One of them should be Justin Verlander, and I don't care. I don't care. It should be. It absolutely should be. He's not going to be looking for a ton of AAV because he's like damn near 40 and coming off Tommy John. How could you not want to come home? We're on the come up. You can get him for two years. I don't know why you wouldn't. From the Tigers' perspective or JV's perspective, I don't know why you wouldn't. I think it makes a lot of sense. So, Verlander, Boyd, Mize, Manning, Scooble, and then honestly, probably another starting pitcher. Not that we go six man off the gate on opening day, but with how many injuries we had this year and how many young arms we still have, and they're going to try to extend those out and push those limits, I, I would expect them to go into next season with six starting pitchers and not five. That would be... Um, that that would that would be my guess, I think. So that's uh, probably the best way, as best of an answer as you're going to get out of me with that question. Um, immediately, then in the off season when rumors start heating up and such, we can take a closer look and dive into you know more of who's available and who would be a good fit and stuff. But for right now, I think that's about the best answer I can get. All right, let's keep it rolling. Uh, first though, got to talk to everybody about NetSuite. Slow is just right if you're on vacation, a sloth, or describing QuickBooks. More like slow books, roasted. It sucks you in and slows you down with manual process integration difficulties and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you the visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your process and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite can leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead, 93% surveyed, 93, that's an A. Surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control when switching to NetSuite. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those who switch today. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on right now and get special financing at netsuite.com slash locked on. That's net, netsuite.com slash locked on and we also got to talk about our best friends over at built bar coconut cherry raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and german chocolate you guys know them by heart just like i do because they're amazing and i tell you about them all the time nine delicious flavors my favorite is the orange close there behind is the cookies and cream okay if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get the mixed box, two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Order today. 
Get the grasshopper, get the raspberry, get whatever you'd like. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for our mailbag episode, uh, segment two at Locked on Tigers. Let's get back into these uh, into these questions, okay? So for this one, uh, this one's from Ben. Ben's fantastic, by the way. Always super interactive on the uh, on the Twitter sphere. And he asked, it seems like a lot of people are focusing on free agency as the way to fill the holes on our roster, but trades can be just as effective. What sort of trade could you see the Tigers making? And what prospects would you be okay giving up? This is a fantastic question, Ben. Uh, okay. What prospects would I be okay giving up? Uh, let's let, I think the shorter list, the much shorter list is what press prospects would I not be okay giving up? Um, obviously Mize Manning Scooble, I'm not giving up under, I don't, I don't really like the word untouchable because like everybody eventually has a price. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to say, Oh no, I, I won't give up Casey Mize for the entire Dodgers roster. Like obviously you would. So, so like everyone, everyone has a price eventually. So I don't like the word untouchable, but, um, Mize, Manning, and Scooble, I, I would not be looking to trade whatsoever. Uh, Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, I would not be looking to trade whatsoever. And Jackson Job, honestly, I, I probably would not be uh, looking to move. And not that there aren't question marks about him, certainly. Um, the thing with Jackson Job is for as much, you know, as everybody was talking about. His, us drafting him and, and all that kind of stuff. He has objectively an incredibly high ceiling, an incredibly high ceiling. He's just very raw. So he has a pretty darn low floor too. That's all. And at what he just turned 19, right? He hasn't even pitched an inning yet in our organization. I would not be looking uh, to give up Jackson Job anytime soon. And I, I don't think we're actually allowed to trade him this offseason anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. That would be a next offseason thing if it even was remotely a thing, which I don't think it is. So those are, I think, the obvious kind of, like, I'm not going to trade you people. Um, other people on that list, um, I don't think anyone. I think that's the end of my list. What kind of person would I be looking for in return? Uh, anything that would give us young starting pitching, young, relatively controllable starting pitching. I would be very okay with that. And I, honestly, anybody that's not one of those names. Now, I'm not saying trade everybody not named those guys and, and get, you know, fleeced in a deal either. The, the price is right. There's, you know, the, the price has to be right for no matter who you bring in and who you send out. I'm not saying get rid of these or shop these people even, um, but I, I I could very much live with a young, controllable starting pitcher for pretty much anybody else that, that I didn't name. If, if Dingler, I know a lot of people love Dylan Dingler. I love Dylan Dingler. I think he's going to be a Tiger for a long time, and I think he's going to be a really solid backstop for the Tigers for a long time. If you gave me a good enough 
young starting pitcher with three-plus years of team control left, I'd probably consider that pretty heavily. Um, I don't know. It, it depends on uh, specific na- – like, like I said, I mean, everybody – not all trades are, are the same, obviously. Um, but as far as like a, a base level kind of a trade, just what prospects and what positions, um, I'd be very okay with starting pitching. I would be – Pretty okay. I, I don't see any point in bringing in like a middle infielder, to be honest with you at this point. And most of our prospects that aren't, most of our prospects toward the top are bats at this point. Um, so like, I, I, I don't see a need to trade for like a middle infielder. We can fix that in free agency and then just keep kind of drafting middle infielders. I don't really see a, a need to trade for a major league middle infielder like that. Uh, first base and third base we don't need obviously uh, the outfield is surprisingly deep these days which is I think a surprise to, to most people but um, I don't really see a need to trade for an outfielder either um, yeah I, I think that would probably be it I don't think you're going to see the Tigers make too many trades this offseason if you do I think they're going to be smaller kind of like low-key depth uh, trades and, and such more as uh, Sorry, rather than, um, you know, like like big moves to, to trade prospects and bring in other starting caliber players. I think we're at a point in a rebuild where um, where we are, where standing pat is the move, right? So you, you tear it all down, you trade everyone away for prospects, and then as they start coming up, you stand pat. And then once you're competitive again, then you sell the minor leaguers for better talent. That's like the, the blueprint. That most people follow, and I think we're at that stage where where we're going to stand pat for a little bit. So I don't expect too many trades uh, for the immediate future. Let's go to <laughs> let's go to at Matthew Penn, Matthew, noted Nationals fan Matthew Penn, a buddy of mine, um, asks: Do the Tigers finish 2022 with more wins than the Padres? Matthew, you might want to record this. Uh, I love you, and this is a fantastic question. Do I have the stones to come on here and, and say yes? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because I know Locked On Padres is probably going to listen to this and, and keep a record of it. And uh, Twitter keeps a receipt of pretty much everything I say at this point uh, and throws it back in my face if I'm even remotely wrong. So uh, I, I don't think you're going to get that out of me on air. But hey, man, we're, we're really not that far behind this year. And if we had a shortstop, I don't know. I don't know. It might be a little closer than people think. Um, Padres going to have some people come back from injuries next year as well. I, I don't. I don't think. I. I. I just like this question because I like the fact that non-Tigers fans realize that we're not as far away as some people think. It makes me happy. Um, we also have a question from uh, Will at wrhiv underscore seven two. Uh, what other position do we target in free agency besides a shortstop? Shortstop's the big talk of the town, right? Question that everybody loves to talk about. Um, which shortstop are we going to get? Which shortstop are we going to go after? This is a really good question, and I think it's important to talk about. I, I think there's two positions that I can see us going after. One is absolutely starting pitching. And honestly, I am more confident that we sign a starting pitcher than we do a long-term shortstop. Truly. I, I think it is 
It is imperative. It is not a, a want. It is a need that this team brings in more starting pitching this offseason. So I, I think that that's, gonna, that's like my, my A-plus answer. My sneaky answer, my dark horse, is center field. This team has surprising depth at center field, but no one that's really grabbed the the kind of baton or the torch and really ran away with a guaranteed starting job for next season outside of Robbie Grossman, obviously. Robbie Grossman has also only one year left on his deal going into next season. Now he could get extended. Sure, he just had the best year of his career in his early 30s. Fine. I, I love Robbie Grossman. I fully would support that. But uh, Badu has, while he is still very impressive for being a Rule 5 pick, um, has has fallen off a little bit and still very clearly struggles against lefties. Derek Hill, uh, I'm not even going to bring up the injury stuff because a lot of that's out of his control and just because he plays the game hard. But Derek Hill still has some question marks offensively, long-term. Okay, Patrol is a fantastic center field, but the the consistency and longevity of the offense is still uh, still somewhat in question and still somewhat uh, has to prove it a little bit. Okay, Victor Reyes, everybody knows my opinion of Victor Reyes. Victor Reyes is not a starting outfielder on a playoff team. Maybe a fourth outfielder, sure, but not one of your starting three. And Daz Cameron still has yet to prove that he's a everyday major leaguer. He, he, he still has a lot to prove in that regard, to be honest with you. So even though there is, there is surprising depth there, I still think that bringing in a, a solidified center fielder puts a little bit of the pressure off Daz's development, puts a little bit of the pressure off of Derek Hill having to start every day right away. Robbie Grossman can stay in right. You can do a, a, a Badu, Hill, Daz, Reyes, Carousel, and left. I, 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 think that that's, uh, I, I think that that would be an underrated kind of a, a move that this team could very well make. So I think those are my, my two biggest answers for that question. Okay, let's get into our final questions on the other side of the break. First, though, I've got to talk to you about betonline.ag. It's football season. Back and better than ever, all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another year of football. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 and promo code Locked on from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And lastly, got to talk to you all about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friends logging for. The good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows 
all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. All right, let's get into our uh, our last questions here on the third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. We have a question from at Garrett Toon. Good, good, good buddy of mine. Why did the Tigers DR, DFA Buck Farmer? 365 ERA from June 13th to August 13th when they, uh, when they DFA'd him. I would say that um, mostly it was just 40-man roster space. We had so many injuries in the middle of the summer, and once all those people started coming back from the IL, the IL rather, um, like the, the, I don't know, I, my fantasy football is on the mind clearly. Um, but, but when those people started coming back, they just had to make room for 40 man spots and, and thought that, you know, bullpen arms were the most expendable. Um, and big notable, big Matthew Boyd fan, Garrett Toon. Uh, says Matthew Boyd was becoming pr- too powerful, so God had to strike him down again. Also, big fan. Thanks, Garrett. I love you. Um, yes, that that must be it. It must have been that uh, that Matty Boyd was coming too powerful. Hopefully, we can just have a full healthy season of him next year because I would like to see what he could do, especially in a contract year. I think that would be really big for him. Uh, we also have a question from at Epiphany in Bmore. I think I got that right. Says, with catcher now in need and shortstop and starting pitcher as obvious needs, can the Tigers get by with an outfield depth chart of Grossman, Badu, Green, Hill, Cameron, and Reyes in 2022? I hear talk about signing a veteran, but I don't get it with so many other clearer needs. This is a great question and one that we kind of talked about a little bit in the previous one, right? I didn't bring up Green in that previous question because I was only thinking of people that were kind of on the roster this year. But yes, you're absolutely right. Riley Green will 100% be in Detroit, in Comerica, and wearing an Old English D uh, next year. So he's absolutely a factor in that too, 100%. Even if he is, I think that it it really wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to bring in. I'm not saying you need a a, seven-year big money center fielder. But, but I think, I really don't think that that would be a, a bad move. I, I think going into a season with your three outfielders, your four outfielders, even if you want to do a four-man, right, being Grossman, center field free agent, Green, and then fourth outfielder being Akil Badu or Derek Hill, I think that's a fantastic outfield, a, a competitive playoff caliber outfield. I, I, and and while I don't I don't think you should overpay I don't think you should push it I don't think you should you should go I don't think this is a, a need but it, it it would be a very nice luxury to have outfield depth we've seen how quickly we can we had Eric Haas playing left field at one point this summer right we see how quickly injuries can kind of derail something like that so I totally agree it's not something that they should you know put on the on the a sign above the door as they walk out of the building that says sign an outfielder. No, that, that, that sign should say sign a shortstop. But uh, I also totally understand wanting to bring one in too. And, and I think that that would really not be that bad of a move. We have one from at D Gussie. 
Uh, realistic odds the Tigers are a playoff team in 2022. Look, man, I'm not going to come on here and say that, that 2022 is the year because I think 2023 is like the big year where we should see like massive steps forward, but it certainly can't be ruled out. This team has been over 500 since May 8th and has actually had a better record than the White Sox in the second half of the entire season. It's really not that ridiculous, especially in such a poor division. This division still blows. The Royals are still multiple years away from being competitive for the for the division title. The White Sox will, will are going to be the favorites for a while until proven otherwise. Cleveland refuses to spend more than a, a Coney Island check on players. Um, and the Minnesota Twins are entering a full rebuild. So, uh, I mean, this division blows. And it's really ours for the taking. Uh, well, I, I I would still venture to, to say that it's, it's the White Sox division until we take it from them from here on out. Uh, but with only one other team to compete with, it's not it's not too terribly unrealistic, truly. Um, let's say, let's go to at Detroit Tigers N2 says, who to sign if someone offers Correa more? This has actually been uh, been asked by a few people at Lions underscore Super Bowl. Shout out to Gavin. Also asked, who's your favorite shortstop off option if we miss on Correa? Uh, I, I still love Trevor Story. And I know people are like, oh, you know, he's having not that fantastic of a year. Um, that I don't care. I, I really don't care. Uh, he's significantly better. That He would instantly be the best shortstop in the organization. I'm not saying you give 300 mil to Trevor Story. But for the right price, I would happily take Trevor Story. And, and, and if this season has lowered his AAV that he was expected to get anyways, even better for us in my eyes. I don't care. I, he's a great defensive shortstop. He's solid defensively. And uh, he's got some pop in his bat. I know everybody yells Coors. That's hilarious. Ha ha. Okay, we're over. We're done with that segment. He, he's solid. He's solid. And I, I still think that that would be a good option. Uh, and then Corey Seager is uh, is fantastic as well. I know there's some questions about his defense long term, but having that bat in the lineup certainly would never complain about that either. And the thing is, all those guys are so young still, man. You're talking about a bunch of dudes in their mid twenties. There's, it could be a really fun off season. Um, we have from <laughs> Mises Glove Enthusiast at Donnie Kelly Baby. Wants to know uh, two questions. When will I be getting knee replacements? Um, uh, that's a great question. Uh, for, for those who don't know me personally, I have very, very bad knees. Uh, so now that that's known by all the listenership, that's great. 23 years old and I have the, uh, the knees of an old person. So uh, <laughs> my, my knee replacement, it can't come soon enough, I guess will be the answer to that. And the other one is when will you let me be a guest on the show, which is ridiculous because uh, you have an open invite on the show at Donnie Kelly Baby, as you are very aware. So whenever you want to come on is the answer to that one. Uh, this one's interesting to me. At Nick Alampi underscore twenty four says, "Do the Tigers re-sign Peralta? Willie Peralta? My gut instinct says no." And that's not to any fault of Willie Peralta. It's actually the opposite. It's because he has been too good not too good but I think he has played his way into getting a a real legitimate back-end rotation major league contract um and 
I, I think he's proved, or, or at least a long reliever. You know, we signed this dude to a, a, a depth signing as a, as, a, as a minor leaguer. I think he's probably earned a major league contract next season. He's played his way onto that. And I'm not sure the Tigers, uh, I'm not sure really sure that's in their plans. I'm not really sure it's in the, I think they want more of a, a bigger name, solidified starting pitcher. So uh, I, I'm, I, my gut instinct says no, but I mean, if they can, if there isn't a market for him, and I'm imagining this market that doesn't exist, and we get him again for like a, a mid-level, you know, or just a straight-up minor league contract, then, you know, good for us because he's earned it. But uh, my gut instinct would say no, just because I think he's created a market for himself that we are uh, not willing to be a part of. Uh, let's crank through some of these. Um, we have at Bentley Scotty asking, how are you so handsome? Great question. Phenomenal question. I don't know how I do it, man, to be honest with you. Uh, so so great question by, who is this? At, at Bentley Scotty. Fantastic question. Um, I, I don't know how I, how I do it either, to be honest with you. I was just born this way. At Sam9976-1469 says, we have seen a lot of outfielders this season due to injuries. Out of Badu, Reyes, Grossman, Hill, and Cameron, who starts in center left and right on opening day in 2022, and who is on the bench? So I'm going to eliminate free agency from this question. Okay, we're going to eliminate free agency, pretend that we don't sign anyone, and just go with those guys. And also, we're, we're going to eliminate Riley Green because uh, I'm not 100% sold that he will be on the opening day. I think if the CBA remains the same, his, his service time will get manipulated. It will. It's inevitable. So... We're gonna we're gonna leave him out here and just focus on the people he said in the question. Badu, Reyes, Grossman, Hill, Cameron. I think on opening day, if those are my five options, you are going with Grossman and Wright. That's the biggest lock. That is the biggest lock of this entire thing. Grossman will be the starting right fielder on opening day. After that. I think you probably go Hill in center and Badu in left with uh, with Reyes as the fourth outfielder and Daz Cameron starting next season in AAA again. I think that's probably uh, the way to go. He, he Cameron would still have an option left. He would still be able to go back down. Uh, if those are my five, that's what I'm doing. And lastly, we're going to end on this question because uh, I think it's the biggest piece of news that came out of today and we can kind of kill two birds with one stone. I can answer a question. And we can talk about uh, the really the only news of the day because uh, we didn't play. So this comes from at Detroit Tank City. He has a screenshot of, uh, if you go on the, the Locked on Tigers Twitter, you can find the exact tweet and the screenshot. But, but he has a screenshot of, a, uh, of a, an article, press release type thing that talks about all of the minor league coaches and instructors that would not be returning to um, the Tigers organization next year. And there's quite a few. Quite a few pitching coaches in double A, pitching coaches in high A, hitting coaches in high A, uh, coordinators, catching coaches, infield coaches. There's there's quite a few. There's a pretty long list. Um, And even this screenshot that that, uh, Detroit Tank City uses doesn't even cover all of them. So so quite quite a, uh, a few names being being dropped there. And his question is, does this indicate even more that the Littlefield demotion, because that's how the article in the screenshot starts as well. It says, besides Dave Littlefield's remo- pr- demotion, demotion, 
Uh, did the power shift in the Tigers' management development structure away from Alavila's influence to A.J. Hinch's? 100 million percent yes. Detroit Tank City. Yes. 100 billion percent. And I'm not even sure for as much heat as I've given Avila over the last, since he took over, um, I'm not even sure that it's entirely like a, oh, get rid of all of Avila's guys, bring in all of Hinch's guys. I'm not even sure it's exactly that as much as it is just in Hinch we trust. I'm not sure it's too much of a negative, this particularly, I should say, is not too much of a negative on on Al. And I think is more of just how insanely good and talented A.J. Hinch is. And yes, I 100% believe that all any contract that is not renewed within the entire organization, whether it is the water boy for the rookie league team or the literal general manager, goes through A.J. Hinch. I truly believe that. I think that it is his system in place, and I, I think that he, he's here to, to take over and to win, and I fully welcome it. And how can you not after this season? It's impossible not to. I'm very, very excited for the future of this team. And the reason is because of A.J. Hinch. So fun. Okay, I think I got through literally every question. So thank you guys for making a a full, this episode's even going to go a little bit long, a full jam-packed episode and show. And uh, yeah, this is a fun thing. We'll definitely do this over the off-season as well. Uh, when content is maybe running dry or whatnot. I think that'll be a super fun thing to uh, to do. And we will absolutely do it. So thank you for being so awesome and participating so much and being so interactive. You guys are truly the best. And we'll be back Monday, hopefully with a weekend recap and, and, and some more wins and the road to 500. Bullies on, baby. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. Um... At Donnie Kelly Baby, open invite to come on the show, by the way. (laughs) Ridiculous. Thank you guys for listening. It means the world to me. Go Tigers.